Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Kings and Beats Daily. Thank you for downloading episode 203. I'm your host, Tony Fry, and I appreciate you listening today. First off, um, I'd like to talk about all the Kinks fans who only listen to the Kinks episodes and never listen to the Beatles episodes because those guys. That was uh, for two people specifically who skipped the Beatles episodes and just assume that we just spend the time talking bad about them. We love everybody, but we wish they would listen to all the episodes, but we love them anyway. But those two guys also sent me a very rare Kings 45. So if I'm going to talk about them, I'm going to talk about them positively. Today, we are going to talk more though, less about Kings fans who don't listen to the Beatles episodes of this show and more about Mother Nature's Son by the Beatles, which was released November 22nd, 1968 on the White Album. Track is the third song on the second disc of the White Album and uh, following Birthday and Your Blues is a sudden departure from the rock vibe established by those two tracks. Think about the White Album, and maybe we'll do an episode about this, is, you know, there's always been talk about they should have shortened it to one disc. And I think George Martin's the only person that's ever really meant that because everybody loves the White Album. But the thing with it is, is that there are really two distinct albums mixed all together. You've got one album that's got a lot of hard rockers, right? Back in the USSR, Your Blues, Birthday, Helter Skelter, uh, Everybody's Got Something to Hide, even some edgier ballads like Dear Prudence or uh, I'm So Tired. And then you've got like the very folky stuff, Julia, Blackbird, Mother Nature's Son, um, uh, uh, cry baby cry. Like there's, there's, there's a very soft side to this album and a very hard rock side to this album. And if you were to split it up, I don't think it would be crazy to just make two separate albums and do like almost like a Beatles unplugged album with some of the, uh, the lighter stuff. And I don't mean lighter in a, in a derogatory sense, like that it's less, uh, excellent. Some of the best songs on this album are the lighter in tone. Uh, Many of the songs on this album were either written in India or inspired by their trip to India to to study with the Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. And this track happens to fall into that category. In fact, it was inspired by the same lecture that inspired John to write Child of Nature. Um, And you can hear that for a long time. It was just available on bootlegs, but it has been released um, on the on the 50th anniversary of the White Album as one of the Esher demos. And that song, if you've heard the Esher demo, you know that that song eventually becomes Jealous Guy, which is released uh, on John Lennon's Imagine album. So um, so you'll notice Mother Nature's Son, Child of Nature. Obviously, Maharishi was, this lecture had something to do with nature or becoming one with nature or something. And it inspired both of these tunes, at least both of these tunes, maybe more. The recording of this song is a solo Paul jam, except for the orchestral overdubs, obviously. Uh, He plays a couple of acoustic guitars, drums, and timpani. And overall, this is not my favorite of McCartney's acoustic tracks. I can't really nail down why it's never endeared itself to me, but I think part of it might be its album placement. This is um, uh, a, a sequencing issue for me because having followed two loud electric songs, and being followed by a rocker, right? You open with Birthday, good up-tempo rocker. Your Blues, good bluesy rocker. This, and then following this is Everybody's Got Something to Hide, which is just a great 
pedal to the metal rocker. Um, it's kind of too jarring and I like having that kind of jar, um, sequencing, but this one might be too much of a tone departure for me. Maybe swapping sexy Sadie with this song, which comes after, uh, everybody's got something to hide because that's kind of, even though it's slow and it's a little quieter, it's still kind of got the, a more biting edge, you know, both harmonically and the instrumentation and John's vocals. So I think it might've been a, a, it might've been the break that the listener needs, but between, you know, three of these loud songs, but not such a jarring break. And then having uh, Mother Nature's Son come after Monkey, maybe I would have liked this song better. Um, of all McCartney's songs, though, this one feels like it'd be more at home on a Kinks album than most of the other stuff he does. He, he the, the The Beatles very rarely dive into uh, English trends musically. And I think Paul does more than most. I mean, listen to, you know, the song uh, Goodbye, which he wrote. Oh, I'm blanking on her name. I want to say Scylla Black, but that might not be right. Um, You know, that's a very English sounding song. And Penny Lane has that piccolo trumpet that kind of makes it sound a little bit more English. Um, But the band as a a whole, you know, kind of sticks to more. I don't want to say generic, but abstract influences. You know, you can hear that they're influenced by British music. You can hear that they're influenced by American music, but they are solely of their own where the kinks were more, um, more likely to, you know, adapt these English um, folk traditions, whether it's in the instrumentation or the types of melodies they were writing or the chord progressions or whatever it was. Um, And for this one, it's probably the horn arrangement. It's two trumpets and two trombones that gives it the kinks feel. And seeing as this song ends very similar to the way Nothing to Say, Shangri-La, Brainwash, Yes Sir, No Sir, and Victoria, all which are on the Arthur album, they all kind of end with this sustained horn chord. Um, I think maybe that's why I feel like it would fit on Arthur. You know, melodically, this could not be any further away from something Ray would write. But the production is what sounds similar, I think. Um, you know, and both bands have, I've always said, uh, The War Is Over was the best Beatles song that Ray Davies ever wrote. So there's there's crossover potential, which is why we're doing this podcast, because, you know, there's crossover fans, too, and not crossover fans, in the case of two gentlemen that aren't even listening to this episode even though I spent more time talking about the Kings. Anyway, Paul recorded 25 takes of this song, if you can believe it, uh, mostly identical to each other, on August 9th, 1968, after the band went home from a very long overdub session uh, for Not Guilty, which is a George Harrison song that they did like 120 takes of um, and never released it. It came out on the anthology in the 90s, and they just sat on it. And to me, that's a crime. My my single disc white album brings not guilty back onto the uh, onto the vinyl because I think it's a cool song. Uh, on the twenty fourth and or the twenty fourth of the twenty five takes is the one we know from the white album. So he did twenty four. They said that's it. That's the one. He did one more for good luck, and then they ended up using the twenty fourth take. 
Then, a couple weeks later, on August 20th, Paul recorded his overdubs and the horns were added. And it's noted in a couple places that John and Ringo walked into this session. They were in another studio adding final touches to Your Blues and Mono Mixing Revolution 9. So, you know, we've heard, excuse me, we've heard a lot about the White Album, how they were in separate studios and it was a miserable experience. And I don't think that's true. I think that's been warped over the years because there are so many instances of the whole band being in the studio. But I do think they got to a point when it was coming time to mix and everything because there were so many songs, (coughs) excuse me, that you've got, you know, a couple of them in one studio doing overdubs and one or two in another studio doing mixing and all that. And that's what happened on this night. Um, John and uh, Ringo are doing Your Blues and Mixing Revolution. George is out of town. He took a trip to Greece for the weekend. But anyway, Ringo and John walk into the studio and things become tense for a few minutes until they left. Because evidently, the rest of the band did not love it when Paul went off on his own to do band recordings. And if you recall, um, he's the only one to have done this. To this point, George never does it. Ringo obviously never does it. Uh, And John only does it once for Julia. (laughs) So I'd imagine they really didn't like it when they found out that he stayed after this session to record two more tracks. So this was an eventful session. He did the overdubs for Mother Nature's Son, and then he recorded two more tracks. He did a demo for a song called Etc., which was written for Marianne Faithful, um, but was never released by anybody. And in fact, Paul told Howard Stern in an interview that it was awful and a stinker, quote, a stinker. Paul McCartney says this this song, etc., is too bad for release. <coughs> to put into context just how bad etc. was, he also recorded the entirety of Wild Honey Pie on this night, which, if you go listen to my episode about that song, ranks among my least favorite songs in the entire Beatles catalog. Um, but as horrible as I think Wild Honey Pie is, evidently Paul thinks etc. is even worse. So now I kind of want to hear this song just out of a morbid curiosity, because what kind of train wreck is etc. if Wild Honey Pie made it to the album and this one didn't even make it past demo form? That's something else. <clears throat> In terms of the construction of this song, though, there's actually not much to talk about. It's a very simple chord progression made to sound more complicated um, thanks to Paul's descending bass lines that he's playing on the guitar. So it gives the ex- the, the feel of an extended harmony and, and it drives the song forward. But for the most part, he's just playing one and four, uh, first on a D and, and then on an A. So doing that allows him to drone the bottom note. All right, so when he's playing on the D chord, there's obviously D on the bottom. But when he plays the G chord, the four, he continues playing that D. Right? Um, In the bass, and, and that's the one common note between these two chords. That's the case for any one and four, one to four progression, is that they have one common note in together, and it is the um, the name of the one. So if you're playing a C and you're going C to F, C is the common tone. <coughs> so that's what he does. He does it uh, from the D, and then he does it on the A. 
to the D chord, which is a one to four in that section. And he does some cool flips from major to minor, but in general, he just it's just a simple acoustic folk song, uh, and it's pretty effective. As I've said, this song is not on my Beatles playlist, and I uh, I really only listen to it when I sit and binge the White Album. But it's good enough, and it's pleasant listen. Um, but when you've already given us Blackbird on this album, you probably aren't going to top it as far as your acoustic songs go. You know, you peaked on disc one. That said, I'm sure it's the ultimate favorite song of one of you listeners, and I welcome your complaints by email, phone call, or our Facebook group. Of note, Harry Nelson, um, who was a favorite of the Beatles and worked with many of them during their solo years, maybe all of them. I don't know if he ever worked with Paul. <coughs> he recorded a cover of this song on his fourth album, Harry, which was released the following year. And uh, the Beatles supposedly thought this was one of their favorite Beatles cover songs. He does a pretty faithful version of it, um, but it is a lovely, lovely cover. So that's it for me. Obviously, I've got some kind of scratch in my throat because I keep coughing. So I'm going to sign off, remind you to follow us on Facebook, uh, on the on the Facebook group. Follow me on Twitter at Kinks and Beats. Call me 925-494-1739. Email me kinksandbeatsayerabbit.com and uh, contribute $4 a month to keep this podcast going at herohabit.com for more information. All right. I will talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by herohabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. herohabit.com. Collect your heroes.